The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so excited because I have my fabulous Law of Attraction expert and the expert in Chinese medicine right here with me now, Dr. David Che. Hi, David. Welcome back. Hey, Jules. How's it going? It's going great, and we have got a great show for tonight, don't we? Yes, we got a lot of things to talk about. Hopefully uh, this hour is enough. <laughs> yeah, right. But we have a lot of questions coming in, and we have something that is really powerful, which the, is eating the color of food that will affect uh, certain areas of your body, right? Yes, yes organs in the body. Organs of the, the body. body. Yes. And so the colors like red and orange and and purple and all that we're going to get into. And um, so I would say to everyone to grab a pencil. This is really good stuff that you are going to find out here and stuff that can really make a, di a difference in your life. So get a pencil, paper, and write this stuff down. And um, David, so do you want to go into the qu uh, question first, or do you want to talk about the questions? What would you like to do first? Okay, well, first to our listeners, I mean, we're getting a lot of these questions in, like, oh my God, since we started talking about <laughs> medicine, uh, I'm getting all these emails, these questions, uh, uh, you know, about health. Um, so if you're a listener listening in, and I know you are because you're, you're obviously sending me the email saying, I heard you from the show, and so you know that, you know, you know, we answer these questions, but um, if you if you have a, I mean, law of attraction is one thing, but if you have a medical question, you know, I really encourage you to call in because when people send me these emails, it's one sided. I'm not I'm not able to correspond with you. So like, it's if you go see your doctor, you tell him what the problem is. He asks you, okay, how long have you had it? When did it start? All these questions he's asking you, you're able to reply. So he's able to give you an answer based on your response. Well, if you're sending me just an email, you're not calling into the show. I can't, I mean, I can't answer it the way you probably would expect. I can just give you a generalization. I can't give you a bit more specific answer because um, it's a one-sided question. Everything is just from you coming to me. You know, people just expect me to, you know, they, they, they have this diabetes thing or something. They, they email me and they expect me to just answer it on air, and it's not that simple. Medicine is complicated like anything else. So, um, again, if you're listening and you have a question, you just, just make time. I mean, Jules and I do our show once a month on the first Tuesday. If you, if you have the moment, take a, take a moment at a time, call in. Uh, if, you have, if it's that pressing of matter to you, medically speaking, come and ask, ask me the question. I can ask you questions on the air. We can give you a better, a much, much better answer than if it's just a generalized answer from you sending me an email. Right. And that's part of Chinese medicine is a holistic practice. They have to talk to you to know what you are doing emotionally, physically, what foods you're eating, what they need to know everything. It's just not the regular going to the doctor and, 
and saying a couple things. There's a whole bunch of goodies associated with it. So I do encourage you that if you have a question about your health and you really want a good answer, then it's to your benefit to give a call into the show. You won't regret it. It's free <laughs> Chinese medicine advice. You go, take advantage of this and give us a call. Yes. And like David say, said, we're every first Tuesday of the month. And um, we wholeheartedly will welcome you and um, see see how we can um, get you going. Yes. And so this first question I got, I mean, this is this is not a specific question like like a from a person to me it's just saying a generalization so yes um let me read, let me read this question out it's a nice general question so i can give a general answer this person says dear dr david Shea and jules i had a question regarding raw food diets my question is this is it true that the lighter a person's irises the healthier they are or is this a myth i know genetically speaking a person's iris is determined from genetics but i recently read about doing cleanses combined with a raw foods diet in order to obtain a lighter iris color which in return would also help you achieve a healthier body. Is this a myth or true? Also, does Chinese medicine include iridology? Quote, quote, the study of the iris. Be awesome. And from Newitt Sherman. Okay. So let me take it uh, one step at a time here. Okay. Well, the first question is regarding raw foods diets. Now, if you listen to uh, some of Jules and mine's previous radio shows, you already know where I stand on raw food diets. Okay. <laughs> okay. Raw food diets makes your body. Okay. Now, this isn't talked about in Western medicine, but in Chinese medicine, we have the yin and the yang balance. Okay. And again, uh, crash course, real simple. Yin means cold. It means um, dark. Okay. Cold and dark. Yang is like hot and light, bright. Okay. And the whole universe is based on yin and yang. It's on the balance of it. So you don't want you don't. I mean, in terms of uh, the human body, you don't want your body being too yin, which is too cold, okay. And you don't want your body being too yang, which is too hot. It's a, everything is a balance. Mm -hmm. So raw foods are very yin. So it causes your body to be very cold, okay. And I'm totally against the cold thing, okay. So I'm not. I'm big on raw food diet. Maybe for a short time, but. Still, I'm not big into that. I think your your balance your, your diet should be a balance of cooked and raw foods to balance out. And then, uh, so, the, so the next question is: Is it true that the lighter a person's iris is, the healthier they are? Okay, now there's a certain field of naturopathic medicine where they say, oh, um, iridology, and I've seen the I've seen the diagrams where, you know, the iris is supposed to map out like all these different parts of the body. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. Okay. And everybody is entitled to their own opinion. And so we're on this show, so this is my opinion, what I'm going to be talking about. Um, I'm not big into iridology. I, I, don't, I don't personally believe that all these things of the iris will show you what this part of the body is supposed to do. Now, what I will reveal on this show is that in Chinese medicine, and this goes back thousands of years, the iris reflects your condition of your liver. Straight liver. It's not like, like when, when I see the iridology diagrams, I see it, uh, the iris, and it's like mapping out all these parts of the body you can supposedly see on the iris. That's supposedly a clue. No. Um, my feeling is, and what, I've under, what I understand it to be, is I mean, the eye shows a lot of parts of the body. The, 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 and in particular, the, the iris is the state of your liver. So if, you see, so if you see, for example, and this is easiest to see in a person with um, um, 
like green or blue eyes, you know, because it's so much lighter. But the the iris is like a TV screen for the, the condition of the liver. So wow. if you see like like a blue eye and you see a lot of brown spots on the iris, what that means is there's just toxins in the liver. Wow. That, that that's a hundred percent guaranteed. Okay. So if you see a lot of so if you see someone liver who's really damaged, I mean actually anybody can do it. I mean, you, you you take a light. Hold it to a person's eye, and you see see their iris in each eye. And if you've seen that iris, and there's a lot of holes in it, that person's got a real toxic or bad liver. I mean, it just shows you how bad the liver is. If there's whole, wow. there's like there's disease in the liver. Whereas you see a nice healthy iris, it means the person's liver is good. So while I don't believe the iris, the iris is telling you all these different things, a hundred percent I can guarantee you is the liver shows you the entire state of the liver. I mean, the the, the iris tells you the entire state of the liver. Wow, I need yeah. a mirror. I need to check out my Yes, iris. yes. And I don't, I don't want to get too complicated in this show, but just to give an idea, people, uh, how, how the eye is, the eye is like an extension of the brain tissue. So, for example, um, wow, there's so much information here. It's hard for me to – I have to distill it for the average person here. So, okay, right. so we have 12 nerves that come from our brain. And, and any doctor that, that's taken anatomy class, any person that's taken anatomy will know this. But the, the longest nerve – is the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve goes from the brain and it basically innervates all the major uh parts of the organs of our abdomen it goes to our heart stomach all over the all over the different organs in the body okay so the i'm and i'm combining chinese and western medicine here so when so the all the parts of the body the internal organs of the body are connect, are connected to the brain through the vagus nerve so our eyes are actually an extension of our brain tissue you know, so basically, our eyes are like a TV screen to be able to see inside our body almost in a way. Wow. So the, what I said before, the iris corresponds to the liver. The pupil corresponds to the kidneys. Really? The, the whites of the eyes corresponds to the lungs. And if you, if you look at a person's eye or even your own eye, if you look at the part toward the nose, to the bridge of your nose, there's a little red spot. that you know, Every person's eye has that. Right. A, a little protrusion of a red spot there. Okay. That red spot corresponds to like the heart. Really? Yeah. So if you see someone who has like bad arterial disease or bad, bad high blood pressure, a lot of times if you have them move their eyeball around, you see the whites of their eyes. The the you know how we normally should have like red red lines go through the white areas if they're healthy. Right. You'll see them really squiggly. Oh. Yeah. And that and the squiggly is is like the condition of our blood vessels. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now it's not like you could just go and start looking. I mean. You should be. You need to be trained to be able to see what you're looking for. But again, this is a general overview. That's what we're talking about here. It's a general overview. So to answer this person's question about, you know, a lighter iris color, no, I'm not about iris color and everything. Everybody, I mean, I have brown eyes. You might have blue eyes. Someone has green eyes. You know, everybody has different color irises. You know, so in terms in terms of having a lighter iris color as a as opposed, I mean, in in terms of determining a person's healthier, no. But a, a good iris that's free from dark brown spots. And holes in the iris, that's a healthy condition. And otherwise, let's just repeat this. Now, holes in the iris represents liver Damage. toxicity. Yeah, well, liver toxicity is more brown spots you'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's more obvious. You can, you can see that on a, on a person with blue or green eyes or something. You know, it's usually more obvious. And then the whites of the eyes are what? The lungs. The lungs? Yes. And then the heart is... The, the 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 red the red spot you'll see by the eye next to your eye by the nose by the bridge of your nose over there, okay you'll see that. Yes. Uh, wow. Yes. So someone who's like let's say someone who's a really bad smoker like smoker. Yeah. A lot of times you'll see the whites of their eyes are yellow because it shows their lungs are full of mucus. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh this my. Is, yeah, this is this is this is like a, this is one of those Chinese secrets. So if you're listening, this is like priceless knowledge because I went to you know I went through all the medical school. I mean, I took anatomy before I went to dental school. I took all anatomy in the world, physiology, and I took more anatomy and physiology when I was in school. Um, I never learned that stuff. This is stuff that my uncle taught me one on one. So this is this is knowledge passed down that you're getting that usually doesn't doesn't usually leave the you know leave the family or leave the people who teach this stuff. So, so, David, where was the heart in the eye? The the little red spot, like. Oh, like, the heart is a, yeah. so it just shows the liver, lungs, and heart. Heart, liver, lungs, heart, and kidney. Kidneys yes. are where? The the pupil. Pupil. Yeah. That's what I was. I knew I was missing one. So, and, so for example, again, not trying to be a diagnostician here for for our listeners, but. To be, if you want a healthy kidney, if you shine if you, in a dark room, or sorry, a dark room, if you shine a light to your kid to your eye and your your pupils constrict a little bit, that's healthy. You want that to constrict. That means health. You know. Now medical doctors do this too to show you know your pupils are healthy and you know it's constricting, but they don't know that it's also showing your kidney health too. Wow. So people who have bad kidneys, those those I've seen it happen when you shine a light, and those people those those pupils don't di- don't constrict or dilate. Wow, isn't that fascinating? You know what? I wouldn't it be the same on pets or animals, on dogs and cats? Um, I want to say yes, but that's something I'm not qualified to answer, as I am not a veterinarian. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm thinking, you know, I I would think so. I would think so. You know, but with that being said, uh, animal physiology is somewhat different. Oh, okay. Like for example. Um, some people ask, well, can I give my cat Pepto-Bismol? And the answer is no, because even though humans can digest Pepto-Bismol, there's something in Pepto-Bismol where the cat's liver can't detoxify it. So mm-hmm. giving Pepto-Bismol to a cat can kill it. Right. So it, there are similarities, but again, there are differences in the human body and the, and the animal too. Okay. That being said. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's just really information. Yeah. You know, that is fascinating. I love that. Yes. So, so the, your answer to knew it. Yes. What is 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 the what? iris definitely plays a, a big factor in Chinese medicine, and you know by the liver, but as far as it you know showing all those all those different things of the body and yeah um uh, going on and I, and I, and, I, and, I, and knew it if you're listening I do not recommend um doing these the raw food diets to obtain a lighter iris color that's I don't recommend that okay no. That's good to know. And, um, David, I see we have a caller from New York, and huh? I believe it's the one that has sent you a question. So we're going oh. to. Yes, <laughs> it is the caller with the question. <laughs> Michael? Yes, it is. Uh, How oh, okay. wonderful. <laughs> and this is the, 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 the trust attorney, I think, I was told? Yes. Yes, I'm okay. a trust in the states and elder law. Are you? Oh, good, good, good. No, I, I took but, a look at your question already. So, um, uh, it's let me see. I'm gonna go through it again. Um, let's see. Let's read it for the. Um, well, maybe Michael, you could tell us the question that yeah. you have, and yeah. that would probably. Yeah, I, I can tell the question. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was listening and par- and working. I wasn't sure whether or not I was actually going to uh, be able to uh, speak as I was doing this. I'm actually I'm still in the office. Oh, okay, but, okay. Yeah, 
Uh, the, the question basically is this. I, I take a lot of poopy from my family okay. uh, because, because of uh, a certain condition that I've got. Okay. The condition, about five years ago, I had my gallbladder taken out. Okay. Uh, I often get very, you know, and I use the term poopy intentionally because okay. I get very constipated. I get, um, at times, because of the, the, you know, the extreme level of constipation, uh-huh. uh, I get, uh, I, I leave, you know, my fecal product is so hard that it yes. clogs up the toilet, okay. uh, which, which makes me a very unpopular uh, person around my house. Uh-huh. And, then there, and then there are other times where I, you know, where I will go to the bathroom and while it's not nearly as, uh, as compact in that sense, uh, I'm, I am spewing forth a lot of other, you know, a large volume of fecal product, which also clogs up the toilet. Yes. Uh, so this is more of a plumb. This, in all senses, this is a plumbing question. I guess in okay. part, uh, whether or not the removal of my gallbladder has anything to do with this, and secondly, what in terms of Chinese medicine might uh, be recommended to uh, uh, to make me a uh, a more popular member of my family, family. plus ease okay. off on some of the difficult uh, constipation issues. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, first, th- first of all, yes. Yeah, so this topic is like kind I of the- like I told you, Jules. I have no shame. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's really good you called in with this question because this is an actually a very common problem, but people are afraid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it's really good you brought this out in the open so we can talk about this because uh, constipation is a big factor which can cause a lot of other diseases too. So, okay, so first things first, um, about this constipation, were you having this before the gallbladder was removed? You know, I think I was, but I'm not sure. sure. I okay. have, I have, I'm 54 years old. I had my gallbladder taken out about five years ago. It's a little okay. fuzzy exactly okay. when the problem, you know, really, you know, <laughs> really arose. Okay. Um, and currently, since you had this issue and you're constipated, have you seen your regular doctor and have they done, have they done anything for you? Uh, you know what? I, it's not something I've really complained about, except for when I've seen my uh, GI in contemplation of a colonoscopy, or okay. you know, or you know, or when I had had the follow up initially after my gallbladder surgery. Yeah. So, so now since then, you really haven't. I mean, you really haven't seen your doctor for that. Like, like, like you don't think this is an issue to see your doctor about, right? Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. You, know you kind of just I, deal I with just, it, right? I, I just have dealt yeah. with it, and, yeah. and frankly, at times it's uh, it, it's you know. My my family will also hear me, you know, kind of forcing the issue, so to speak, when I'm constipated, and uh, I've even gotten nosebleeds from it. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. So let me kind of go into the the answer here because you know um, it's kind of complicated. Okay. First things first. What's weird is, and all my experience so far with Western medicine when I was in school, Western medicine doesn't take constipation really seriously, but in naturopathic medicine and in Chinese medicine, we say. Constipation causes eighty percent of diseases, which which you know I I'm, I was which I was shocked when I first heard that, but yeah, it does make sense because if you think about it, our large intestine, our colon, is the place where all the waste is eliminated from our body, the major waste, right? So if that backs up and that's not working right, things can get backed up into the blood. Toxins can be backed into the blood and it can cause problems. But what's what's so interesting is conventional medicine does not, or Western medicine does not, 
take constipation seem that seriously. Like I think I've seen a definition in one of the internal medicine books where saying constipation is defined as not having bowel movement like in three days or four days. Like so, people always think that oh, if I haven't had a bowel movement and you know for a day or two, I'm not constipated. Actually, in Eastern medicine and Chinese medicine, if you don't have a bowel movement once a day, you're constipated. Right. That's how that's how seriously we take constipation, and we have a, you know. Okay. Right. So. Well, sometimes it's not a question of a day delay, you know, of, yeah. of delay as much yes. as the fact that I feel like, a, you know, the urgency to to move my bowels, but it's not moving. It's not moving. Okay. So let me ask you this. Before you had your gallbladder removed, I know it's kind of hazy, but your diet, this is really important, the diet part. Were you all, were you, were you big into fats? Like you eat a lot of fatty foods? You know, I... You know, like some people, you know, I, I, I kid around with my family and my friends, and I tell people, you know, I never became a heroin addict, but I'm addicted to both Amazon.com and pizza. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I, I have cut, I've cut back periodically on pizza. Uh, right now I'm, beha- I've, I'm behaving myself, but it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's like an alcoholic, you know, waving a good yeah. bottle of bourbon in front of an alcoholic, uh, wave a good slice of pizza in front of me, and <laughs> and uh, I'm tempted. And, and I'm, I, I don't weigh a lot. I'm not a heavy guy. I weigh 150, and I'm 5'7". Yes. Now, but besides pizza, though, uh, like fried foods, though? No, I actually, I'm actually well-behaved in that in terms of fried foods. I stay far away from them. Okay, even, even before the gallbladder removal? Yes, even before, um, before. removal. Okay. Tip, typically, uh, a little bit of basic physiology. Our liver produces bile, and the gallbladder stores the bile. And what's the purpose mm-hmm. of bile? Well, one of the main purposes of bile is bile helps to dissolve fats for digestion. So typically, when you see someone that has a gallbladder issue, and they have a lot of, now, did you have a lot of stones before? Is that what it got taken out? Yeah, I was... Okay. Um, yeah, I wound up uh, screaming in agony a, a number of times on the floor in front of my family. Uh, okay. I, I thought it was some sort of, you know what, I thought it was acid reflux after. Oh. <laughs> and then I went to the GI, I pointed out, you know, I went to him, I described the pain, and he said, you're describing classic gallbladder symptoms. They did the ultrasound and all the other tests, and they yes. said, you've got, a, you've got a gallbladder filled with stones. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So it's a common issue, and, and, and typically... It, Everybody's different. Like some people might be, you know, a pizza holic, but nothing happens to them. Some people can be a pizza holic, and something does. Um, it could be too much because you know, uh, too much fats were in your diet, where wherever the source was, and your body wasn't able to really, I guess, to put it a different way, maybe digest it fast enough, or produce bile bile quick enough, or something along the lines of that between the gallbladder and liver, and eventually the fats kind of just coalesced and became stones. And it kind of clogged up your system. So that's why they removed it. And, you know, um, but since then, you haven't had pains like that anymore, right? Since the gallbladder was removed? No, thank God. Okay. 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 <laughs> that, w- that wasn't fun. Okay. Um, before that time and now, have you, have you have had a good balance of vegetables and fruits, though? I tend to uh, steer, uh, I, I tend to steer towards, uh, towards vegetables and fruits. Not even before the gallbladder removal, or not? Yeah, yeah, even before. Uh, you know, although it depended upon my schedule and depended upon how quickly I needed to eat. Uh-huh. But um, but my preference for uh, snack food tended to be um, uh, more. 
combination. Sometimes I would go crazy with ice cream, but uh, other times uh, it was. Uh, but I certainly ate quite a bit of fruits. Okay. Now, were you a big milk drinker before and after? No, actually, I'd been a big soy milk drinker. Soy milk drinker, and then, um, um, what's another good question? The although, although I did have, I, I I typically did tend to have ice cream on a fairly regular basis. Basis. Okay. Okay. Because, let me see, the question, okay, I'm just looking. Okay, and then, um, oh, smoker. No, absolutely no, not. Not, okay. Uh, coffee drinker. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, have you listened to any of me and Jules' uh, <laughs> past uh, radio shows about how I talked about coffee? Yes, I have, yes. including the including the bulletproof uh, diet uh, questions about it, too. Uh, yeah, I'm really against coffee because that because because you know uh, to me uh, especially the bad coffee most coffee I think is bad. I mean, good coffee is hard to find, but most coffee I want to say for the for practical purposes is very acidic forming, and that and, and and when it's acid forming, it mixes with the fats you eat. This is my belief. This is what my experience comes out to. It mixes with the fats, and I believe that also played a factor in the gallbladder issue. That could you know? be yes. Uh, I'm telling you, Americans. We Americans are huge coffee drinkers, and I can't. I don't want to blame everything on coffee, but I want to say that from everything I've seen, uh, coffee plays a huge factor in a lot of diseases. I'm not gonna say it's all, but it plays a factor. It's a huge factor. Um, mm. And so, um, in this case, I mean, I mean, let me ask you: uh, for all these years, your habit, what's your typical amount of coffee per day? It can be uh, two, three cups a day. Two, three cups a day, right? Like pretty, pretty regularly, right? Yeah, I yeah. and I usually start my day right away with a cup of coffee. Coffee, yep. Uh, then, I, then I'll usually grab a second one on the way in, and somewhere during the day I'll have one. Yeah, and then <laughs> the. Um, he's laughing. He's yeah. laughing as he's as he's as he's engraving my gravestone. Okay. <laughs> do, do, do you have any? Do you have any uh, stomach acid reflux issues? Uh, that's what I thought I had when I went to the gall when I went yes. to the GI for the uh, yeah. gallbladder, but um, not really. Not really. Not really. Every once in a while, my stomach will get upset or turn sour, but yes. not not too often. I mean, I, I mean, there's so much we could talk about, but. Um, and I know that there's a constipation. I, I, I feel I feel yeah. like I'm going to be one of the examples in a med school <laughs> exam. Um, I know people are really addicted to their coffee, you know, addicted or really um, loyal to their coffee. Um, but I always tell them, if you want to see like a major change or something happen, um, try to wean yourself off. Now, try to stop the coffee. I, I don't know about cold right. turkey, but cut it back, or go, and then, and or maybe even wean yourself completely off of it for like a month or two, and see if your symptoms change. You know, with the with the constipation at least. Right. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Yes. Do, now, now, let me ask I, you this. But, uh, but I'm going to have to substitute some caffeine. Otherwise, I guess I can go towards. Uh, well, um, I, I always tell people. The... Yes. Hot, hot green tea, any kind of Chinese green tea. Um, coffee is very acidic, and tea is very alkaline, which is what the body should be more of. Um, and so, tea is going to alkaline your blood and make it make it much better. Um, another thing too, do you avoid sour foods? Yeah, is that, is that something like you don't like? Like, do you like do you not like sour things, or you can take you can tolerate I sour? Like sa uh, no, I like sour foods. I like the taste of lemons. I like the taste of limes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you eat Do you eat enough of that though, or you don't think you eat a lot of that stuff? I 
probably don't eat a lot of it. Just, okay, because uh, one thing that that that, nutri that besides bile, which helps the body digest fats a lot better, is sour foods. Okay. Yeah, sour foods are neutralized, and 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 sour foods like are good for the liver, which I'll talk about in a moment. The color of foods and everything else. Sour foods are good for the liver, and the liver actually plays a big role in the in the motility of your colon of our colons. Okay. The liver does. Yes, it does. So a lot of times when people take these high-end Percocet or pain pills, one of the side effects is constipation because it's so toxic to the liver, and the liver wow. controls our bowel movement too. So, and I'll, and I'll go into a little bit later. Green foods and sour foods go to the liver, and, and that's really good for uh, constipation. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. And also, too, do you take vitamins at any, at any time at all or you don't? Uh, so I, I've done it, and then I got scared off of it uh, based upon some reports of okay. uh, there not being any real standards, with, you know, with FDA standards for uh, any of the manufacturers. Yes. So one of the stuff, I mean, I talked in, in a previous episode, Jules, Jules may be able to um, hit you, I mean, I give you a link to the, one of the previous episodes where you talk about the four nutrients that I really recommend. But yes. for our purposes here, uh, one thing you should take, which is really going to help you also, which is cheap and easy to do, is you should take two to 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day. And that's really going to help your constipation too. Yes. Because uh, vitamin C any, any particular manufacturer that no, uh, no, recommend? No, no, no. It's pretty – anything is pretty standard. I mean, Nature Made is pretty good, I think. Nature's bounty. But for the most part, now vitamin C is pretty standard. I mean, there's no – Okay. Nothing to be – you know, Yeah. Uh, and I would take right, like, you know, I, yeah, because I heard I, I was watching a show on PBS that scared the heck out of me uh, oh, about yeah. uh, the lack of standards with supplements and vitamins. Yeah, but David, is it rose hips or ascorbic uh, acid? I, I always feel um, rose hips or the, the bioflavonoids. And I think okay. typically Nature Made brands usually have them. So for for you, I would take at least two thousand a day, two two tablets a day, for you. And okay. Yeah, because also vitamin C is a sour. Remember, I said sour foods and green foods. Vitamin C is a sour, by, by nature, a sour taste flavor. That goes in. That's going to go to your liver, too. And that's going to do a lot. Of, besides, besides your bowel thing, vitamin C is going to do a lot of other wonders for you, too. And you can't OD on vitamin C. No. It's, you're just going to pee it out. So, yeah. it, you know, and I take about 5,000 a day. Yeah. Yeah. So for, wow. for you, uh, practically speaking, you know, practical regimen, um, less fatty foods, at least for now. Um, and then... Um, uh, green foods like green vegetables, sour foods. Okay, like like a green apple would be great to take to be eating for you. Okay. And then uh, uh, two thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day. And then oh, and of course, let's try the, cutting out the coffee for now. More green tea. And again, green, green colored green tea. That's gonna go to your liver too. So anything and green. The, and the macata uh, is also good. Macata. Machata. Machata. Ma I'm not sure what that is. Oh, the I'm probably mispronouncing it. Oh. Uh, it's like a green tea, a Japanese green tea. It's oh yeah, a, yeah, yeah. All that, all that stuff's gonna be good. So I said, any kind of food that's green and sour goes to your liver. So green tea, green is gonna go to your liver. The, it's gonna help make your liver better. Your, um, uh, you know, the the uh, the foods and, and the foods I was talking about. So all that's gonna go to your liver. Vitamin C. We're gonna really make your liver strong. So it can help make your bowel movements a lot more regular. Um, you, are you taking any medications now, before or since? Huh? Uh, yeah, I take a uh, I take Cymbalta. Oh, see, a lot of medications they can have an effect because because all all medications have to be detoxified in the liver too. So, right. it, anything that's going to affect your liver is going to is going to affect your bowel movements. So, vitamin C is really good because it goes in and it detoxifies the liver too. 
So oh, it, it takes away a lot. Of, yeah, it takes away a lot of the bad bad parts of the medication. You know, maybe take. So that's why I, lo I love vitamin C. Vitamin C is huge. And if you want to read more about it, Lance Pauling, who I read most of his books about, yeah, he has a book called Vitamin C and Cancer. Um, how to oh, live yeah. longer and feel better. I mean, he, this this guy is like the god of vitamin C. I mean, I studied all my vitamin C off Linus, Linus Pauling. He's one of the greatest scientists of all time. So, uh, if you want to read more about it, but for now, just take a two thousand milligrams a day, and trust me, it's doing that's, about. That's right. Two, two, yeah, yeah. two-time Nobel Prize winner. Yeah, it? it's gonna be doing. I mean, he he wrote about so much about it, but for now, take it and just realize it's doing about it's doing about hundred things in your body that you're not even aware of, besides helping your bowel movements. They're even they're even saying vitamin C with something else as intravenously for uh, cancer yes. treatments yeah. now. Yeah, it's huge. Oh, wow. Yeah, huge. yeah, yeah. They, they're they doing it for cancer. So, I, I, David, I also want to remind people that it's vitamin C every day. It's K2. It's vitamin, um, uh, iodine. Iodine. And vitamin D. Vitamin D. This, this is every four, single day. Yeah, these are the four huge supplements that I tell people. Just absolutely huge. I mean, um, iodine is humongous. Most of us don't get enough iodine, so we have so thyroid disease is all time high. Uh, vitamin D, we don't get enough sunshine. We're in that we're inside and on the office all day. Most of us don't get enough sunshine, so our body functions aren't per, aren't, aren't aren't at their peak. Vitamin C is huge, that we just talked about, and vitamin K is the missing nutrient they call it the they call it the K the X factor. One of the one someone called it once, but it's the supplement the D. So we you know, read, read more about it. It's all over the internet. You know, I don't. I don't need to talk about going to an hour about each nutrient, but if you yeah. just say vitamin D deficiency, oh, all these articles come iodine deficiency, huge, huge, it's huge. So um, I'm not I'm not big on multivitamins because you don't get enough of each one. Right. Um, these are the four that I recommend. You know, I mean, I mean, if you miss a day here or there, it's fine, but for the most part, these are the four nutrients that we should all be taking that, that I've noticed in my experience that everybody is short in too much. Yeah, and testimonial. Right. I started doing those four since I started co-hosting with David. And I've got to tell you, it has made a dramatic difference in my life. And I, I just, that's my morning regimen. Yes. And you feel, and you feel more healthy as a result. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've got energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always in the office and doing things. I don't get to get outside that much. So that, the vitamin D, my goodness, it just makes me, I'm getting the stuff that I don't have time to get. So it's really wonderful. Now, now, Michael, yep. um, one, one, one other question. Do, do you have cold hands and feet? Mm. Uh, no, generally not. Okay, then, 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 then that's good then. Still in good, good shape. So let's fix the, the constipation first because once, once, once we fix your constipation, a lot of your problems go away. Uh, well, we're pre preventing a lot of future problems from happening and fixing this one. But, you know, the things we just talked about, follow it. You know, um, this, if, you, if you faithfully follow the regimen, I think you're going to find a lot of improvement in what's going on. Fantastic. Thank yeah. you so much. By the way, I'm reading your book. It's fantastic. Isn't oh, it? Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yes. It's and, one and, of the and, best. And, 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 and taking and taking a, a hint from that book, I really, really, really am grateful and appreciate your advice, Dr. Chen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. Well, I appreciate you calling in, and you know, um, able to share your 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 um, ideas on the show too. You know, um, and that's pretty powerful coming from a Manhattan attorney. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> who's yeah. still in the office? Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. yeah, that's saying a lot. That's now, good work. Now, now, have you watched The Secret before? 
I've not. I have not watched the secret. secret. I've read the secret. Oh, read the oh, secret. Read okay, it. okay. All right. Well, that's, yeah, that's I, the same I've read, thing. I've read. I've read many books on the law of attraction, but yours oh, okay, is okay. really. But yours is really first rate. I really like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for calling in, Michael. I appreciate it. I love hearing your voice, and um, I same hope. Here. I hope uh, you you need to let us know that everything's going, or if you develop something else, come back on and let's talk, okay? Okay, you got it. Thanks again. Right, Thank thanks. you. Bye-bye. Okay, that was really good information. Yeah. Yes. And so now that we've got some time, let's kind of talk about going to the five, what, you know, what the show is all about tonight, the topic. And that's yeah. um, the uh, five elements and the colors of food. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this stuff can be, I mean, we can go a lot into, you know, the details of this, but um, we have so many more shows ahead of us. So let me start with this first because it's, you know, this stuff can be complicated. And you know me, I'm, I'm really good at simplifying complicated thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Things, you know? Okay. So let's start with the five elements. You Have you even heard of this before? No. Okay. Okay. So I got to start at the beginning with our listeners because most people have not. Okay. So this is completely different than what you learn in school about physiology and medicine. Okay. And this theory goes back at least 5,000 years to the time of the emperor, way back in the day. So what you're, the knowledge I'm sharing with you now, it's been time-tested and been there a long time. Uh, been here with us a long time, but most people aren't even aware of it, at least in this part of the world, uh, in Western world. Okay. So um, five-element theory. Okay. So the ancient Chinese back then believe that the human body is basically like a mirror of the earth. Hmm. Okay, like a miniature version of the earth. So the earth is huge, but each person, each one of us, is like a mirror of the earth. So there's five main elements that make up the earth. Okay, so these five elements are, and again, if you're listening, you don't have to write this down because if you're listening to the show, you can always rewind and go back. Okay, because there's a lot of information I'm going to be giving you here. It's going to seem a little overwhelming, but I promise you it'll make sense later. So there's five main elements that make up the earth and the five element elements that make up the body, too. So we have wood, okay, like trees, right? You see trees, wood. Right. Fire, which we see as an element. Earth, which is like soil, the soil on our ground, right? That's earth, right? There's metal. So from metal, I mean, inside this, inside this earth, we, get, we can retrieve metal, metallic elements, right? right? And then the fifth element is water, which we see, we see everywhere, right? We drink water. There's lakes. There's ponds. There's oceans, right? There's water everywhere, right? So yeah, that's the feng shui element. Yeah, so five elements. So our, in our bodies, we have these five elements too, believe it or wow. not. that correspond to it. Okay, so the starting with wood, going back to wood, mm-hmm. the body, the organ in the body that corresponds to wood, or the wood element, is the liver. That's like mm. wood. Okay, so the fire element in our body is like the heart. So you see the heart's pumping all the time, ba-boom, ba-boom. It's creating so much energy. It's so hot in the heart, right? Right. That's the fire in our body, the heart. So in a previous, in a previous show, we talked. I t- talked about how the heart was like creating heat for the body, right? Right. So that's mm-hmm. the fire element. Okay. So the next is earth. The, just like the earth has soil, the earth element in the body is our spleen. Mm. Okay. And then the me, me, the metallic element, which is part of the earth in our body, is the lungs. Wow. Okay. And then the water element is the bladder. I'm sorry, the kidneys. Okay. Okay. So these are the five main elements. Now, understand for each of these elements, uh, organs, there's a there's a secondary organ that that's like its brother, how you would say. Because if you think about it, the liver, the spleen, 
the the kidneys. I mean, these, these kind of organs, the heart. These are organs that are basically solid organs, right? Right. Well, there has to be an organ that co that corresponds to it in the body. That what's a good way of putting it so people can understand that things flow through it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the liver is wood, and the corresponding organ to that, the brother, is the gallbladder. See, see, the the, the gallbladder has how can you say it has 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 holes in it where things can flow in and out like bile, right? right. Okay. So the heart. So the next organ, fire. That's the heart. That's the small intestine, uh, which which corresponds to the heart. So things flow. So when you eat something, things flow through the small intestine, right? right. Okay. So that's the that's the fire element too. So remember, I told you I told you in a previous segment that that the two main reactors of the body is the heart and the small intestine. Right. So that's that, that those are the fire. That's the fire behind our body. That, that that's what gives our feet the small intestines. What gives our feet the heat that it's, it needs, and the heart is what gives our hands the the, the heat that it needs. Right. Right. Okay. So going back, liver, gallbladder, fire is heart and small intestine. The earth element, spleen and stomach. Okay. Oh, so things okay. so when you eat eat something, it flows into the stomach, right? Right. Okay. So that's the, the the organ that has things that flow through it. So the next element is lungs, the metal the metal element. So the lungs and the large intestine are, are related to in that sense. Both are metal metallic elements. Okay. And then lastly, the kidneys and the bladder are connected. So the kidneys filter the water and it sends it to the um, bladder where, where we urinate, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Okay. So we'll just leave it at that. I don't want to get too complicated into that. So for each element, there's a color behind it too. So the color that corresponds to wood, which is the liver, right? That's green. Right. So remember we are talking to Michael before I said green foods, right? Green apple. Green yeah. apple, right? Okay. So green, the organ that corresponds to wood in five-element theory is green. So all green nutrients go to the liver. Okay, so red, which is the, the next element. I'm sorry, the, the, I'm sorry, heart, the, heart the, the fire element, which is heart, right, the heart uh -huh. and small intestine. Red nutrients go to the heart and the small intestine. Okay. So again, th there's a reason why foods have color. When you go to the supermarket, well, why is this color green? Why is this red? Why, well, now you're, now you're understanding why this is this is happening, why you have the colors, right? Right. So the next element, so we, we just covered wood. We just covered fire. Okay, so the next element is earth. The, the, yellow, the, 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 the color that corresponds to that, to the earth, the stomach and the spleen, is yellow. Okay. So moving on next, we have metal, which is, again, the lungs and the large intestine. The color that corresponds to that is white. Mm. Okay, so anything you eat white goes to your lungs, a large intestine. Okay, the kidneys and the bladder, the 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 color that corresponds to them is black. So anytime you eat black beans, anything black, that goes to the kidneys. Wow. Okay, so it sounds like a lot. Of, it is a lot of information to digest at once. But now you know for each color that I was talking about, there's a specific organ that these nutrients go to. So, so, so can we just go back to the green? Yes. And you said the green, now that's for the wood, liver, and gallbladder. 
the green would be like green peppers. Yes. It would be green onions. Yes. It would be green apples. Yes. Anything, fruits and vegetables. Green. That are growing. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have a better idea. And now red for the heart yes. would be tomatoes. Yes. Would be red bell peppers. Yes. Really, even oh, yeah. though the green ones, so isn't that fascinating? Yeah, the same thing, same. but they are going to different organs. Yeah, see, so our body's like a miniature earth. And so because it's a miniature earth, there are reasons why foods have color. It's not just random choice. That whoever the creator is, and, anybody, and anybody, everybody can debate who the creator is, but whoever the creator is put the vegetables on the earth with different colors to, to nourish different parts of our body, the organs. Wow. So anything yellow, so you eat a banana, a banana is good for your spleen and your stomach. Wow. Yeah. And c there's corn? Corn, yellow corn, yes. Um, okay. And, and, and anything orange is kind of like a derivative of yellow, basically. Oh, okay. So, so then we're talking an orange bell pepper. Yeah, orange bell pepper, exactly. Yellow bell pepper, you know. Wow. Yes. So anything white... Um, going down to metal goes to your lungs and large intestine. What? And that's cauliflower. Cauliflower. And, and, and so um, I remember when I was in history class, um, way back when I was in high school, our, our, my professor said, or my teacher said, he said, you know, back in the day, the Romans used to eat garlic like they were apples. <sighs> but they would smell so bad. And, and, <laughs> and, and why is that? Because uh, the lungs control our skin and our body. So all the garlic, the white, because garlic is white colored, right? Right. That goes to your lungs, which gets eliminated through your skin. Oh my goodness. Uh huh. That's why. So garlic, cauliflower. Anything white. Uh, oh, oh, and 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 that. But are we talking flour? Were we talking sugar? Are we? Yeah, yes. And then oh, uh, uh, really? Uh, yeah, some of that too. Yes. And and I didn't get to the flavors yet because each flavor goes to a certain organ also. Yeah, so there, there's color and there's flavor. So Wow. Yes. Okay, well, let's go back to the black to give what's black. Like black beans. Black beans. Black beans. Um, uh, maybe maybe the uh, uh, eggplants. Cause eggplants. Because it's dark purple. That's a derivative of black, too, a little bit, you know, going in there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, again, for our listeners, Foods have a certain color. There's a reason why. And also, too, um, a lot of times I, I always tell people um, too much dairy products can cause, can cause asthma or mucus in the lungs, right? We've right. heard that before. So what, what color is milk? White. And where is that going to? The lungs. Right. So it's causing that to get you get a lot of asthma issues with too much dairy. See? Makes sense, oh, though, right? Oh, so, yeah. So you can have, you could drink or eat too much. It could be the wrong thing for you. Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. So, so so this is why someone who has heart problems, you see a real red face a lot of times, right? Wow. Because the, because the red nutrients are supposed to go to the heart, but it's not. So it's going, it's going back into the body. So, it's, <gasps> so you see the face is heart. You see the face is really white. Now, sometimes you see someone who has severe kidney disease. The black nutrients are trying to get to the kidneys, but they can't. So they're going to the face. You see someone who has kidney disease, severe kidney disease, they have a really dark complexion. Doesn't look right. You see that? 
Yeah. There's a reason why we have food behind color. So while we're on this topic, let me go through real quick. Each of the five elements has the five colors, but there's also five flavors too. Yeah, I want to get into okay, that. Okay, so yeah. the sour flavor nourishes the liver, which is why we told Mike, eat, eat a green apple because the sour and the green goes to your liver, right? Wow. Okay. okay. So for the fire element, the heart area, the bitter taste goes to the heart. And what's bitter? What are we talking um, about? And, and the reason why you're asking that is because Americans don't eat enough bitter. That's They're, right. I, I don't know. Um, one of the main ones, and there's, so, there's, a lot, there's not many bitter fl- flavored foods, but one, one that's in front of our face is grapefruit. Grapefruit. Yes. Okay, so, that's easy. So, oh, so good. why see commercials when people say grapefruit is heart healthy? All right? Yeah. And the reason why, well, not their reason, but in Chinese medicine, because, because the bitterness of grapefruit nourishes the heart. Oh, wow. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that we, you know, in America we have so much heart disease, not just because of the fat issue, which we can go into a separate topic about that, but we have heart disease because Americans, we Americans don't eat enough bitter foods too. So a grapefruit a day will help your, <laughs> your heart. heart. A lot, a lot, in a lot of ways. Okay, so moving down our spleen and stomach, um, yeah. the sweet taste goes to nourish those, that, those organs. Wow. So when you're saying sugar or anything, okay, so anything sweet. So let, let's say you're eating, you're eating an orange, right? Well, right. Bo- both of those will go to, like, oh, no, let's say, no, for example, strawberry. The strawberry is really sweet, but it's red. The red color nourishes the heart, but the sweet flavor nourishes your spleen. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Right. Is that cool or what? I love it. Now it's making sense. sense. Yeah, okay, so the next organ is uh, the, metal, the metal organ, the metal element, which is our lungs and large intestine. Right. The, Spicy flavor nourishes those organs. Spicy. Yeah. So that, that, that's why when you eat something really spicy, you're like, <sighs> you're like panting because it's, it's going right to your lungs. So it's the um, Tabasco sauce. Yes. It's, it's stuff like that, the sauces, the chili peppers. Yes. All, anything spicy nourishes the lungs and the large intestine. Yeah. Okay. And, and if you haven't had anybody, I, you know, have had anybody, I don't want to say, uh, call anybody out on the air, but anybody that's eating a lot of spicy foods um, can probably attest to the fact that the next day when you're having a bowel movement, um, you're going to feel that spiciness. Right. And the reason why, I've heard that. Yeah. Yes. And the reason why is because the spicy flavor nourishes, goes to those organs, the lungs and the large intestine, your colon. Isn't that something? Yes. Isn't that something? Now, when you understand what I'm telling you about five elements, the color and the flavor, everything starts to make sense. Oh, why did I have this? Why do I have that? Okay. So the kidneys which is the water element, kidneys right. and bladder, the salty flavor nourishes those organs. Salty. Which is basically everything we, most, most meals we eat has a salty flavor to it. Right. So that's, that's huge. It's a huge thing. You know, so anything that nourishes the kidneys and the bladder. So all those organs, all those, all those um, um, the salts, different salts, the ions go to the kidneys and the kidneys, um, do their function with it, which again, that's a, that's another separate lecture, you know, about what the five elements and what organs. I mean, I mean, what uh, what parts of the body they go to, what they're nourishing. Um, that's another separate thing because just because just what we're talking about today is already pretty complicated, pretty detailed. You know? Okay, so there's green hot chili peppers. Yes. The green then goes to the liver, liver. and the spiciness. Goes to the metal, which is the lungs. Yeah. See, you're getting it. I got it. Yes. Yes. So, oh, my goodness. All of this makes so much sense. sense. And five element theory is behind, is the foundation. So if you're building a house, right, 
You, yeah. you, you need a foundation, right? Before you can build a house, right? So five element theory is the complete and total foundation of Chinese medicine. If you can grasp five element theory, you can build everything else on top of that. Everything so gets, David, yeah. when you have a craving uh-huh. for something, is that telling you that your body needs that? Yes, you can say that. Yes, your body, your body may be deficient in a certain um, uh, flavor or nutrient, and your body is trying to tell you, listen, I need more of this. So sometimes I really feel like, oh, I want something garlicky. That's telling me that I may de- be deficient in something uh, for my lungs, or maybe my lungs need something or a large intestine. Yes. Is that correct? Could be. Could be. Could be. Or yes. salty, that I'm just, I've got to get some salt. I need some salt. Yes. Yes. Because your kidneys need that, and it's huge. And the kidneys are arguably the most important part in the body, the kidneys. Yeah, arguably. It's, 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 it's the most, I mean, you can say the heart is king, but the kidneys are huge. And so um, the, the, the salts, uh, the kidneys are huge and, and, and able to um, process the different fluids in our body and then take the salts and balance our blood chemistry. Kidneys are huge, hugely important. Interesting. Yes. yes. And, you know, this is really bizarre, but I love to have baking soda, right? And it's salty. But the baking soda goes directly to the blood, which ups the pH. Yes. So that's white. Yes. So that that would go to and that that organ, um, it, it would go. I mean, so there's certain ions in there that probably go to the kidneys. You know, certain right um, in, in the baking soda. But um, yeah, white nutrients go to the lungs and large intestine. So then I am helping when I do that. I'm helping my lungs. I'm helping my kidneys. Yes. I, I, uh, this is just wonderful. Yes. You're right. You could yeah. really, this is, this is the foundation. Yes. Once you understand these different colors and flavors, next time you go to your local supermarket, to our listeners, you're never going to look at it the same way anymore. Everything's going right. to make sense. You're like, oh, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, produce aisle, you're like, whoa, okay, tomato. Okay, the tomato's sour. The sour taste goes to my heart. The red flavor, uh, the red color goes to my heart. Wow. I'm sorry, the sour flavor goes to my liver, and the red flavor goes to my heart. Wow. So, yeah, everything, all the, all the main vegetables, everything you see, there is a reason why there's color behind it. I mean, why there's, different, there's different tastes, flavors, because our body is like a miniature earth, and what comes out of the earth, these vegetables and fruits, go to nourish certain parts of our body, or, or organs in our body. So coffee is black. Uh, Yeah. And um, you it's already you already know how I feel about that already. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. but it, but it's affecting the kidneys. Yes, yes. It would definitely affect it. Oh, bringing too much acid in there. Yes. Uh, ah, yeah. you yeah. You yeah. see, it's just answering all of these questions. Yes, yes. So very powerful. Yeah, and then so um, maybe for our next show, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna talk. I'm, I'm always gonna come come back to five element theory. I'm always gonna come back to that and um, the five elements. It, it corresponds to different parts of our body too, like different or, organs control different parts of our body too. So for another, a future show, we can get into all that, you know. But for today, I just want our listeners just to absorb this information because even this stuff, you know, can sound like a, a little overwhelming for the beginner. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? It is just so much logic yes. in this. You know, it's yes. it's really easy to grasp. 
Yes. And and this is wonderful. Good information. I know I'm going to take my list to the grocery store. Yes. And I'm going to um, really start paying attention to what my body is trying to tell me, too. Yes. Well, David, we're almost out of time, but I loved the show tonight. This is fantastic information. You are uh, just, you have so much knowledge, and I'm so grateful, and everybody is, because we're getting back to basics. Yes, yes. Keeping everything simple, back to basics, and, you know, it's all about health and wellness. So um, I always try to make these complicated topics as you know, simplistic as possible. That's what I'm good at doing. And, you know, I want it to benefit and improve the health and lives of all our listeners out there. Yes, because how can you create if you're not feeling good? Yes. And that's what it's all about. Yes. You, this is designed to empower, empower you to go out there and create a brilliant, fantastic, well-energized life. And uh, thank you, Dr. David Che. You are just wonderful. Oh, thanks, thanks. It's a really, a, a, it's really a privilege to be able to share this information with everyone. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so we're going to talk about this again and go deeper in the next show. And we want to remind everyone to please call in and ask questions, which is more important. Just like Michael, the conversation they had helped Michael much more than just writing down because then you're just leaving it up for guessing. Yes, that and my fingers will probably get really tired from typing out a response <laughs> to every single person who's trying to email me. It's too much, too much, too much, too overwhelming. Yes, <laughs> yes, and he's very busy yes. <laughs> doctor going on there. So yes. thank you very much, David. It's a great show. And to all of the wonderful listeners, have a great, bit, have a great week. We'll be back with you um, next week. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.